Innalhamdalillah Nahmeduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruh Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa sayyiyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار فيا عباد الله الله سبحانه وتعالى has prescribed upon us Various forms of worship, various types of worship, from amongst those worships is this worship of Jumu'ah, the prayer of Jumu'ah, where the Muslims, they come together, the men in particular obligatory upon them, and the women also, and it is prescribed that all of the attendees, all of those who come to witness the Jumu'ah prayer, that they do not talk and that they do not disturb others. So we say it is from the Sunnah to remain silent during the Jumu'ah prayer and to ensure that the children are similarly kept silent during the Jumu'ah prayer. For indeed that is what is prescribed. So it is not permissible for anyone to speak or to converse or to talk to one another or to engage in any type of act that disturbs the Jumu'ah prayer in any way. This is what is mentioned in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And it is upon us to make sure that we implement the sunnah in every aspect and in every regard. So be aware of that. Be aware of the rulings of your religion. Be aware of the rulings regarding the Jumu'ah prayer. It is not permissible to come and to talk or to disturb others or to be engaged 
with other items during the khutbah. It is upon every Muslim to sit quietly and attentively and to listen to the khatib on the Jumu'ah. This is what is obligated and this is what is upon us, all of us to ensure. Thereafter, the scholars have mentioned with regards to our lives as Muslims, that if a person desires happiness, happiness in this world and happiness in the hereafter, that there are certain things that you should do in order to achieve the happiness of this world and the happiness of the hereafter. Sa'adatul dunya wal akhirah happiness of this world and the hereafter the first characteristic the first characteristic that the scholars have mentioned if you want happiness in this world and in the hereafter you want peace in your hearts you want tranquility and ease the first characteristic is إِذَا أُعْطِيَ الْعَبْدِ شَكَرَ رَبَّهِ That if a servant is given something, you are blessed with something, then you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those blessings that you have been given. For indeed those blessings are too great in number to enumerate. وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا If you were to try and count, the blessings of Allah, you would not be able to do so. All of the blessings of your food and your water and your clothes and the homes that you live in, consider all of these. Consider that Allah said, كُلُّكُمْ عَارٍ إِلَّا مَنْ أَكْسُكُمْ All of you are naked except for those whom I clothe. So seek your clothing from me and I will give. كُلُّكُمْ جَائِعٌ إِلَّا مَنْ أَطْعَمْتُهُ All of you are hungry. All of you are in hunger except for those whom I feed. So seek your provisions from me and I will provide. A person when he thinks about the number of blessings he has, then he recognizes how much he is in need and in poverty to his Lord. How much he is in need of thanking his Lord. Consider these clothes that you wear on your backs. Consider the example of the Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum, the Salaf, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself. There used to be some of them who did not have anything except one single garment. There are narrations from the Prophet ﷺ that at times in poverty he never used to have more than one garment. There are narrations from the Sahaba that some of them were in such poverty they never had more than one garment, one thobe that they used to wear, the same one for sleeping, the same one to go out, the same one in praying. Included in that is the female companions. Some of the female companions, 
they used to come and ask the Prophet ﷺ regarding how to purify their garment because that was the only single garment that they had. So when it became impure, they used to go and ask the Prophet ﷺ, how do I purify this garment? Because that was the only one they had to pray in. Similarly, the Prophet ﷺ, it is mentioned about him that on occasion he had a single garment and Aisha radiallahu anha, she would clean that one garment, the same one that the Prophet ﷺ would sleep in and the same one that he would go to the masjid in because that is all he had. So when a person considers this example, considers the example of the Sahaba, considers the example of the Prophet ﷺ in how little they had compared to how much you have, how many garments you have, how much of a choice you make every day. They did not make any choice. They did not have a choice to make. This was the state of some of the Salaf, but they remained patient upon it. When you consider the food that you have, the amount of provisions that Allah has provided you, how you eat plentifully every day. Consider the example of Abu Hurairah, radiyallahu anhu. Abu Hurairah, radiyallahu anhu, one of the greatest companions who narrated so many hadith, more than 5,000. It is narrated about him that sometimes he would be so hungry from poverty, from nothing to eat, that he would collapse unconscious from severe hunger. He would fall down unconscious from hunger, from severe hunger. And this is Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu the one who narrated all of that sunnah to us. This was the state that they were patient upon. So when a person looks at his state now, how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided you, how much you have from the clothes, how much you have from the food, and how much you have from the wealth, because on that day of judgment, it is mentioned Every servant will be asked about his wealth. Where did you get it from? Was it halal, your means of income? And where did you spend it? Was it halal, where you spent it? Two questions for all of this wealth that Allah has given you. Where did you acquire this wealth from? How did you gain this wealth? Was it from halal means or was it from haram? And secondly, where did you spend the wealth and the money that you were given? Did you spend it in halal things or did you spend it in haram? So the first sign and the first characteristic for the person who wants happiness in this world and in the hereafter is to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all of the blessings you've been given to be grateful to Allah
for all of the blessings you've been given, to thank Allah upon them, to use them in helping you to worship Him, to use them in the obedience of Allah. But if you use the blessings of Allah to disobey Allah, then you are not thanking Allah for what you have been given. And just as easily they were given to you, then just as easily they can be taken from you. Those who do not thank Allah for the blessings they've been given, then it is close that those blessings may be taken from them. The second characteristic, the second sign that a person who wants happiness in this world and in the hereafter needs to make sure of, that when you commit a sin, you seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No doubt all of us make sin. No doubt all of us fall into error. We all make mistakes and we all commit sins. As in the narration it mentions, كُلُّ بَنِي آدَمْ all of the sons of Adam make error. And the best of those who make error are those who return to Allah in repentance. Those who return to Allah in seeking forgiveness from Him. As for those who make sin and make wrong and they carry on persistent upon their sinning, upon their wrong, then their hearts may become hardened, hardened, so that they do not return back to Allah, and they do not seek forgiveness for their sins, so they do not find any happiness in their hearts, and they do not find any peace or tranquility, knowing that they are upon guilt, knowing that they have committed sin, knowing that they have wronged and disobeyed Allah, Yet they do not return in seeking forgiveness. They do not return in the last third of the night when Allah descends to the lowest heaven, calling upon Him to seek forgiveness for their sins. Allah mentions, كُلُّكُمْ تُخْطِئُونَ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ وَأَنَا أَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا فَاسْتَغْفِرُونِي أَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ All of you make sins day and night. And I am the one who forgives. So seek your forgiveness from me and I will forgive. This is what Allah mentions to us and this is what is required of a servant. So these are the first two signs, the first two characteristics. A servant of Allah who wants peace and happiness and contentment and for his heart to be connected to Allah in this world, in the hereafter then be grateful for the blessings you've been given and seek forgiveness and return to Allah constantly for the sinning and the wrongdoing that no doubt everyone falls into. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. The third characteristic, the third sign of an individual 
who desires happiness in this world and in the hereafter. The scholars have mentioned, إِذَا بِتُولِيَ When a servant is tested, when a servant is tried, when some fitna overcomes him, some difficulty, some burden, sabara, he is patient, remains patient upon the difficulties of the decree. As-sabru ala mu'limah, to be patient upon the decree of Allah that may be difficult upon you. The scholars, they mention, this patience is three types. Patience is three types. Patience, firstly, upon obedience to Allah. Patience in obedience to Allah. To carry out the good deeds, you need to remain patient upon them. To carry out the worship, you need to remain patient upon it. Worshipping Allah, obedience, good deeds, they require patience from a person. If a person is not patient on worship, then slowly he will start to abandon the worship. Slowly he will start abandoning the good deeds because he cannot keep himself patient and keep doing them. That is the first type of patience. The second type of patience is to remain patient in staying away from the sins. To remain patient in staying away from the sins. A person who cannot remain patient, then his soul will drag him. The whisperings of the shaitan will drag him into committing the sins and the wrong and the disobedience. So it needs patience to keep yourself strong, to stay away from the sinning and the disobedience against Allah. And the third type of patience that is required is the patience when the difficulties of the decree they occur. When the difficulties of the decree they occur for a person to remain patient and to be constant with his dua and to remember Indeed, with difficulty comes ease. Indeed, with difficulty comes ease. And Allah said, Whomsoever fears Him, fulfills the obligations, stays away from the prohibitions, then Allah will make a way out for him. When you consider the narration of the Prophet ﷺ, that the most tested of the people, they are the prophets. Then those who resemble them the most, then those who resemble them the most, consider the biographies of the prophets and the messengers. When you think about your difficulties, you think about your hardships, you think about your grief and your sorrow for what occurs in the decree regarding you, then think and compare to what occurred with the prophets and messengers. Think about the Prophet Muhammad All of his children, all of the children 
of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam died whilst he was alive except for one only Fatima radiyallahu anha she was the only one who did not die during his lifetime otherwise he lost every single one of his children whilst he was alive witnessed the death of all of his children whilst he was alive except for one how many of you have experienced that how many of you have experienced the death of every single one of your children by one so when you see your situation is not to the likes of what the prophets and messengers were tested with when you look at the example of Nuh alayhi salam Nuh alayhi salam when the floods they came and the water from the sky and from the springs on the ground and the water floods came everywhere Nuh alayhi salam was on the ark and his son his own son was a disbeliever so Nuh alayhi salam said to him my son have iman believe be from the believers from the muslims and come on board but his son said i will climb a big mountain it will save me but Nuh alayhi salam mentioned to him on this day nothing will save you nothing can protect you today besides allah and then a huge wave it came and the son of Nuh alayhi salam was drowned before his eyes these were the difficulties and the trials and the tests that the prophets and messengers faced and these are the least of them these are the least of them what they faced in giving da'wah what they faced in calling to tawheed how the people used to call them madmen call them magicians how pharaoh chased musa salam, wanting to kill him these are the tests the prophets and messengers faced your tests are nothing compared to them so when you experience some difficulty remember and compare yourself to those great prophets and messengers and you will realize you have experienced nothing and whatever you experience then it is a test upon you allah is the one الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا Allah created this death and life to test you which of you is the best in actions to test you which of you is the best in actions that is the purpose Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala said these tests and these trials that happen to the servants in this world they are a means of keeping you in check Allah said in the Quran those are the days that we alternate between the people you have days in your life when you're really happy and then you have days in your life when you are really sad there are days that change around and Allah changes those days around between people days of happiness and days of sadness but Ibn Qayyim said that is all a test upon you if there were no days of sadness and you had no difficulty then the people would become arrogant and they would become haughty and they would forget about the blessings of Allah but you see these difficulties 
and what is upon you when you see them to remain patient knowing that it is the decree of Allah asking Allah to give you a way out of them these are the tests upon us and these are the characteristics we need so for the one who desires happiness in this world and in the hereafter then be grateful to Allah for the blessings you've been given and seek forgiveness for the sins that you have made and and ensure ensure that you are patient in the trials that you face during this life for the one who cannot be patient then he will lose his path he will lose his path and that is why in surah al-asr allah mentioned right at the end that they advise and counsel one another upon patience because practicing this religion learning knowledge iman da'wah everything is based upon patience a person who does not have any patience will certainly lose his path so we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who have these characteristics who have these signs of happiness in this world and in the hereafter